Hi, I'm Jeremy Eckert. My wife Candace and I are the campus pastors at the Ridge Park Hill. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope that this message connects with you, reveals God's word of truth in your life. Be encouraged, take courage, and enjoy. For better or worse, there are assumptions that people make about you according to where you are from, right? It's just, it's part of human nature. It's part of sociology. It's a specific thing called human geography. It's the sociology associated with the study of humans divided by their geophysical location, right? So, so most people learn that you're from Arkansas and pop into their mind a bunch of uh, obese hillbillies that love four-wheel drives and guns, and, and that is something that, that, that's just what the outside world thinks about Arkansas, and, it, and a big portion of it's because it's partially true. You probably know somebody that fits that description, and, and that's just kind of part of it, right? We all assume that people from Louisiana like hot sauce, right, because they eat hot sauce on everything, and they eat hot sauce on everything because they eat anything. And you've got to put something on pickled pig's feet to make it taste good. And so hot sauce is the way to go, right? Uh, Tennessee loves country music and the blues and barbecue. And Texas loves big spaces and big pickup trucks and football. And these are just states just right around us, you know. I mean, but, the, but this goes along with everywhere. You can, you can talk about the uptight people from New York, right? Or, or the uh, mostly synthetic Californian blondes. You can talk about states, you can talk about countries, right? You can uh, assume that people from Germany are all good engineers, they love math and drink a lot of beer, right? Uh, British people have horrible teeth but great manners, right? Uh, You can talk about French fries and Belgian waffles and Swedish fish and... I'm kidding, that's food. But you can talk about different assumptions for people based on where they're from. Matter of fact, part of people's identity is associated to where people come from. Some adults still identify with their hometown, where they went to school, where they played sports, right? It's been 20 years since I played high school football. And you look at me and you say, you played football? I was a tackling dummy, okay? Uh, But it's been 20 years since I played ball, but I still have a baseball pioneer football helmet in my office at work, and it's sitting there because that's just part of of me growing up. That's part of who I was. It's part of who I am. When you guys go to college, uh, you'll probably learn these three three questions, and it's anytime you meet anybody, you always ask them, what's your name, what's your major, and where are you from? You need to know their name because that, that's part of who they are and you need to associate the rest of the information with that identity. You need to know their major because there's some significant things that you can infer from learning whether or not they're a liberal arts major or a physics major. Those are different people. They dress different, they talk different, they look different. And then there's a lot you can learn from asking where they're from. You start associating the, the different assumptions about their region to them. But like all generalities, just knowing where someone's from doesn't tell the whole story. There's truth in it, otherwise it wouldn't be popular to understand that that Arkansans like four-wheel drive and deer hunting. There's truth in that, but that doesn't tell the whole story. And if you just stop at where someone is 
from, you may miss an opportunity. Matter of fact, one of Jesus' disciples, a guy named Nathaniel, almost missed the opportunity of a lifetime because he asked where Jesus was from and got an answer that didn't fit his assumption. See, like, like the Pharisees and Sadducees, Nathaniel was a, a religious leader. He loved God with all of his heart. He knew the scripture. But unlike the Pharisees and Sadducees, he was not in religion for his own gain. He genuinely loved God. He genuinely was looking for the Messiah. But Nathaniel almost missed it. And he almost missed it because of a geographic association. And an assumption. Let's read the calling of Nathaniel, one of Jesus' disciples from the Gospel of John, chapter number 1. It says, The following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. And he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Now Bethsaida, if, if you can imagine Israel, you know, you know where where the Dead Sea is, and so the Dead Sea, uh, the Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea, so if you go Dead Sea, Jordan River, and then up here is the Sea of Galilee, and at the very top of the Sea of Galilee is where we think Bethsaida was, and it is in the middle of nowhere. Matter of fact, that's where they think that the Jesus' miracle of feeding the multitudes occurred, right? Because there's nothing around. There's no McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, there's nothing. You can't get any food anywhere, and so this is the middle of nowhere, and so this is where Jesus did the miracle of feeding the multitude. And it, this is, these people are from nowhere. But then look at what happens next, right? Philip found Nathaniel, Philip who was from the middle of nowhere, found Nathaniel and said, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. So, so right now, he's given him the answer to those three questions that you, you ask as you go to college. Your name, your major, and where you're from. What's your name? It's Jesus of Nazareth. It's Jesus, the son of Joseph. What's your name? It's Jesus. What's your major? Well, uh, I think this is the one that, that, that the prophets were talking about. I think this is the one that Moses was talking about. I think this could even be the Messiah. And where are you from? Well, I'm from Nazareth. And everything worked out in Nathaniel's mind because Joseph was a descendant of David, so, okay, check mark. The Messiah's coming was imminent according to the scriptures, and everything looked like, okay, so check mark again. But then it gets to the last part, Nazareth, where Jesus was from. And he stumbles at this. In verse 46, Nathanael said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of this? And Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, and he said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit, Nathanael said to Jesus, how do you know me? And Jesus answered and said to him, before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him and said, Rabbi, you're the son of God. You're the king of Israel. A couple of things I want to talk to you guys about tonight. Out of this passage of scripture, I've got a message to you and a message for you. And we'll see how far we get. We're going to start with the message to you, and if we don't get anywhere else, we'll just stay right there. 
The message to you tonight is pretty simple. Where you live is not necessarily where you're from. Where you live is not necessarily where you're from. See, Jesus lived in Nazareth, right? But that's not where he was from. He was born in Bethlehem. Why is it significant? You see, Nathaniel was not just hating on Nazareth. Nathaniel was just saying, I hate that town. It smells like fish and cheese. He wasn't saying that. Instead, he was saying, you know what? You're saying that you may have found the Messiah, but, but what I know, because Nathaniel, he studied the scriptures. He was an Israelite indeed. He, was, he knew what he was talking about. And he knew that the prophecies were that Jesus, the Messiah, was supposed to be born in Bethlehem, not in Nazareth. Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? But the catch is this, that Jesus was not from Nazareth. It's just where he lived with his parents. As a matter of fact, if you go back and and read the early uh, accounts of the gospel, you see that God did extraordinary things to get Mary, Jesus' mother, to travel from Nazareth down to Bethlehem to give birth so that the prophecy could be fulfilled. See, Jesus lived in Nazareth, but Jesus was from Bethlehem. He actually did meet the criteria to be the Christ. He, his ministry and his calling did have validity. So what am I telling you? What's the message to you tonight? The message to you tonight is that where you live is not necessarily where you're from. So we have all kinds of different people in this room tonight. All kinds of different folks. And you're all living in a different place. Some of you guys get to live with tons of money. And that's great. Some of you guys don't have any money. Some of you guys have incredibly loving parents. And 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 it's awesome. And it's like utopia in your house. Others of you don't even know if you have parents. Some of you wish you didn't have parents because they're always fighting all the time. Some of you guys have the helicopter parents that that want to know everything there is to know about you. Other ones, you feel like you're not even seen in your own house. Some of you guys have a great mind and you're going to do incredible things. You've got a talent for math and physics and science and all those kind of things. Others of you have no idea how to add or subtract or to divide. Some of you guys are incredible artists. Some of you can play any instrument ever put in front of you. Others, like me, have no sense of rhythm, can't clap on beat, and can't carry a tune in a bucket. I'm completely tone deaf. There's all kinds of different people in this house tonight. You're all living in different places. Some of those places are good. Some of those places are bad. Sometimes you look around and you feel like the world is saying, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from your town? Can anything good come from your neighborhood? Full of drugs and prostitutes and crime? Can anything good come out of there? Can anything good come out of your family? I mean, come on. Your dad's an alcoholic. Your mom's been married seven times. Can anything good come from where you live? Can anything good come 
and you feel like you're not good enough, and you feel like you're not strong enough or smart enough, you feel like you're not funny enough or rich enough or loved enough, and you see what other people post on their stories, and it's just a story, it's just a facade, you see what they show you. But when you compare the story that you see in yourself and you see everything to the story that you see on the screen, you feel like you're not enough. Can anything good come from my life? Can anything good come from where you live? Because the truth is, maybe you do live in those things. Maybe you really do live struggling with some of the things that even Jesus would allow you to overcome. Maybe you really do live struggling with lust. Maybe you really do live addicted to pornography and, and maybe, maybe you feel like God is, is trying to pull you out but, but also your flesh is still trying to pull you back in. Maybe you live in depression. That's not where Jesus wants you and you know this but knowing it even hurts even more because you feel like you should have joy but then you don't and you feel like a failure all over again and that's where you're living. Can anything good come? From where you're from? But what I'm telling you tonight is that where you live is not necessarily where you're from. Jesus lived in Nazareth, but he was born in Bethlehem. Nathaniel heard where Jesus lived. He assumed that's where he was from, but he was wrong. People may see where you live and they may assume that that's where you're from, but those people would be wrong. And so my message to you tonight is from John 1, verse 12. It says, all who did receive him, all who did receive Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See, here's the thing, guys. Where you're from as a child of God, has nothing to do with how much money you have in your house. Where you're from as a child of God has nothing to do with what you look like on the outside or how awesome your posts are or how many followers you have. Where you're from, the root of what makes you you, that identity that no one else can take away, comes from your relationship with Jesus Christ. It comes from the fact that God formed you in the womb, knowing your name, knowing the length of your days, and knowing your purpose even before you were born. Before you had a name, God had already written your name on his hand. From eternity past to eternity future, God has seen everything, and he's seen you and formed you and made you, and that's where you're from. That's where you're from. Where you live, okay, it may be a mess. I'm not saying that God's not going to call you out of it, especially if it's a sin issue or something you're struggling with. God's going to help you overcome those things. God's going to bring you out of some stuff. But the point is, where you live is not your identity. That's not where you are from. I love working with teenagers. Uh, You guys are awesome. Like I'm going to go through withdrawal when I become a grown-up pastor. You guys are awesome. Because you're so flexible, and you're so agile, and you just adapt, right? And that's great for some things, right? It's great, like, if you go to a trampoline park. Like, if I were to try to jump like Nehemiah, then you'd have to call an ambulance. (laughs) But it's not so good all the time, 
to be so flexible and so adaptable that you forget where you came from. It's not good to just kind of chameleon your way into your situation and to assume that what you're living in defines you. Some of you guys need to get like old and crotchety, like an old man kind of get off my lawn kind of thing, where you're like, where you remember where you came from. You remember how you're called and how you're appointed, and you don't take anything else into consideration. You don't mold into your environment, but you understand, according to the Word of God, who you are and what you've been called to accomplish. This is my message to you. I've also got a message for you. The message for you is to see it from a different perspective. The message for you is to see it from Jesus' perspective. Sometimes a person's initial reaction may be disloyal to their heart, meaning that sometimes a person reacts to you in such a way that their outside doesn't represent what's going on on the inside. You see, Nathaniel dismissed the message of the Messiah in his speech, but his heart was still searching. Jesus could have taken offense to this. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? All of his friends live there. His family lives there. He's not from there, but he lives there. Instead, he saw past the reaction to the heart and chose to minister instead. See, here's the thing. Sometimes people will dismiss you, maybe even the gospel message that's inside of you, because of where you live. Because it's the popular thing to discount certain people. Because it's comfortable. It's uncomfortable to deal with sin. It's uncomfortable to deal with their lives. It's uncomfortable to deal with what you're carrying, that gospel message. That's uncomfortable. It's comfortable to dismiss it. The reaction, can anything good come out of you, is something that's easy. So it's the first thing that pops out. Even sometimes inside when the Holy Spirit is still calling them. It's kind of like, you know when you first start liking somebody and you don't want to admit it? There's always that moment. There's always a moment where you think, oh, they're cute. Oh, they're fun to be around. And you don't really want to admit that you really like the person, right? Sometimes you know, but you deny it because you don't want to put your feelings out there and you don't want to get hurt, right? Sometimes people that are interested in what you've got going on inside of you will be the most mean to you. Not because they really hate on where they say you're from or where you're living, but because they're scared of what you represent to them. The hope that you have the gospel, that they want to find it, but they, they put up this defense first and foremost. And so, so they look at you, they look at the church, they look at, at Christians and say, you know what, I, I don't want that because I see where you live. But Jesus, instead of looking at Nathaniel and saying, fine, you don't, you don't want to talk to me, nothing good's coming out of Nazareth, instead of allowing himself to be offended, he saw through the facade. You see, ministry sees 
past the facade and speaks truth to the heart. Jesus knew everything Nathaniel said about him. He saw the whole conversation with Philip. But Jesus, instead of reacting in the flesh and in pride and offense, looked at him in the power of the Holy Spirit and continued to speak life over him. And so what I'm telling you, my message to you, is that where you live is not where you're from. My message for you is that people that challenge you because of where you live and look down on you, maybe even bully you, don't dismiss them from ministry. Continue to pray for them. Continue to talk to them. Continue to share your faith and talk about the hope that's in Jesus Christ. That's the only hope of mankind. That's the only thing we have to offer for eternity. Continue to do those things because there's always a facade of being hard when there's something that challenges you and something you don't understand. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and see their heart and minister to them. Not from where you live, but from where you're from. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. Thank you for listening today. We invite you to be part of our online community. By subscribing to this podcast, you'll receive the latest episodes in your inbox. We will begin meeting as a physical campus in early 2020. If you live in the central Arkansas area and would like to be part of our launch team, please visit us online by clicking the link in the description below. You're also more than invited to attend our main campus at 8013 Jacksonville Cato Road in Sherwood, Arkansas with lead pastors Kenny and Kristen McBessel. We'll see you soon. Thank you.